there are moments in our Christian walk when we hear the rooster crow and we realize we've blown it in our attempts to follow Jesus' way, in our interactions with others. I want to share a story today from long ago when I heard the rooster crow. I looked in the mirror and I didn't like what I saw. The scary thing is how right I was in my own eyes at the time. Even scarier is how right I would be in most people's eyes as well. It's a classic example of how different the American way is from the Jesus way. Here's a story. Today I was doing business with someone, and as the customer, I was very unsatisfied with the service I received. The service I requested was blundered several times. They made a mess of our place. The product they delivered was faulty and didn't end up working. I called them back to come fix it. I also felt that they owed me a refund for the poor service and an all-day hassle. He would give me a refund, but then he would not finish the job that I needed done for this weekend. I was wronged. I demanded justice or recompense. If they want my business again, they better make things right. I demand my money back. He owed me. He was in my debt. Okay, are you with me? Can you feel my righteous indignation? So what was the service and product I'm talking about? Well, I had called the local guy who rents out soft hot tubs for our baptism service, the first baptism service in our building. He brought the tub and the motor heater was shot. He went home and brought another bag. It worked. So I filled the tub and then it started leaking. So then I pumped it out before it flooded our new sanctuary and told him to come back with another tub. I also asked for a refund for all the hassle. I think my exact words were, if you want my business again in the future, you need to make this right and give us a refund. I mean, this sounds reasonable, doesn't it? Business is business. Customer is king. He let me down and I demanded payback. Now I was upset because this entire fiasco, which should have taken an hour, had taken over four hours of my precious sermon preparation day. This guy's crumbling tub rental operation was keeping me from crafting a dazzling message on the amazing grace of God and the forgiveness and mercy he extends to us sinners when we're unable to pay him back. How can this guy still be in business with this pathetic performance today, I thought. He's unreliable, his tubs leak, his heaters don't work, he's too old now to shape to deliver and set it up on his own. He made a mess of the church and won't give me a refund for the trouble. I was pissed. I had to leave for a bit to blow off some steam and take a deep breath. As I drove to pick up Peter from daycare, I heard the inner voice of Jesus begin to whisper. The light of the gospel began to go on and shed light on the state of my heart. And the whisper grew louder and louder 
until finally Jesus' megaphone was making plain the gospel truth I was completely missing at the time. The voice said something like, Jeremy, you're a Christian. Christians don't demand payback when other people wrong them. Christians don't demand justice as the world defines it. Instead, Jeremy, Christians remember that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Like leaky tubs and broken motors, your life apart from me, Jeremy, would be a mess spilling moral failure all over the room. When a Christian is wronged, they follow my example by forgiving the debt, absorbing the cost onto themselves. Yes, that there always is a cost. Jeremy, either the offender must pay the penalty or the one offended can choose to absorb the debt themselves and instead extend grace. Law demands payback, Jeremy, but grace absorbs the cost and forgives the debtor. You set them free from their failure and you don't hold them in your debt and rub their failure their failure in their face. Do you think you might be able to forgive this man instead? Do you think that might be the Christian thing to do? Gulp. You know, it's embarrassing to admit, but I was not a Christian that day in my dealings with this man. The Holy Spirit convicted me. My heart suddenly softened. I began to look at this man through the eyes of Calvary, the goggles of grace. I started to wonder if he was even making ends meet with the small and shaky business. I started to feel bad that his equipment was all starting to fail him at the same time. I began to wonder if he could even afford to give me a refund and still pay the bills at the end of the month. In the end, we got a tub that isn't leaking, didn't leak too much. And I was able to apologize to him. We laughed it off by agreeing that, you know, some days everything just seems to go wrong. And in this life, things tend to break at the most inconvenient times. We paid him full price. We chose to forgive him whatever debt I felt he owed me for the six hours of inconvenience. And instead of me preparing a sermon on God's grace to preach to others that Sunday, it was me who was in need of a message on forgiveness that day. And the Holy Spirit sure preached a doozy. While it is usually the waters of baptism that speak symbolically of God's forgiveness, that day it was the leaky tub that spoke to me. So you friends, may you enter into the waters of amazing grace and let them transform the way you interact with the people who are 
blundering all around us, messing up our order, giving us poor service. Let us see them through the goggles of grace. And maybe we just be factories of forgiveness, pumping out God's love for those who don't deserve it, because none of us do. May the grace and peace of Jesus spill all over the room where you are today. Amen. Hey, if this was a blessing to you, pass it on to a friend. And you can find more at jeremyberg.org. We'll see you.